Three, two, one, ghost. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Three, Two, One, Ghost. As always, your host with the silent G, Kyle, and joined by my pal, Natalie. Hey, Natalie, how are you? So good. Hi, everyone. Hi, Kyle. Hey. Any, uh, I don't know. How, how are things in your life? Anything spooky going on? Nothing spooky going on other than being tired. <laughs> That's yeah. The thing, being in yeah. Yeah, I hear you as we're recording what, like on like, oh, gosh, 9.30 on a weeknight. <laughs> Look at us. It feels like 1 a.m. May as well be. It may as well be. Um, yeah, you know, nothing, nothing spooky over here. I feel like the only thing really I've been doing is, you know, I was doing another rewatch of this movie. Um, I've been putting um, Legos together. I could not tell you the last time I put a Lego set together actually gosh maybe not a full one ever maybe as a child but here i am as an adult which lego set did you put together well this is what makes it spooky um it's (laughs) it's uh it's what it's like the ghostbusters one they came out with Mm. like i couldn't like a, a decade ago at least i remember buying it they mismarked it um on clearance accidentally at the toys r us down in san diego so i got it for like real cheap and um and I never really put it together because I never really had a spot to do it. But now that I have space in my new place, I uh, was like, you know, let's 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 put a Lego set together. Let's see how that works. And honestly, oh my God, there's so many pieces. <laughs> it takes um, so long to do. <laughs> that's that is that's an advanced way to start putting together a Lego set. As yeah. you know, I am a mother of an eight-year-old boy, so you're a pro at putting together lego sets let me just tell you i used to be so slow now i knock those motherfuckers out fast that's impressive i i feel really good about my lego skills when i have instructions when we have to like be creative it's not there it's just it's lost all the creativity i can't i can't do it freehand whereas you know a child's brain is like creating all these beautiful things. If I don't have that instruction manual, I'm lost. That's okay. And 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 honestly, it's like if I have the opportunity to make something look like the Ecto One, why would I? Why would I want to make something else? I've got the Ecto One right here. I've got two Ecto Ones. I've got the set from the original '80s crew, and then I've got a set from the Paul Feig one that came out in like 2016. So I'm going to put mm-hmm. both together. Both very beautiful Ecto Ones. Um, but so I tried doing that and maybe made like oh geez, like I would say one. I'm trying to think of the fraction. I made it like one 164th of the way through this set so uh, well we're gonna see um well if we're if we're trying to be endorsed by lego which i think we should yeah yeah i will say Uh, lego actually does a really good job of having spooky themed things we've got everything spooky that they make we buy so i've got we've got pumpkins we've got spooky owls we've got um they used to do this one Damn, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a whole like zombies and like it had an interactive game where you could like hunt ghosts and things like that. And it was the best. So we had all these spooky Legos and then they just stopped making them. And I was like, oh, okay, so it's just dinosaurs from here on out. We don't get any any graveyards like we built a whole graveyard with like spooky 
little ghosts. It was amazing. Little Lego bounds. Yeah. I was into it. I was like, I'll put this shit together. Absolutely. Just really just somber Legos that just stand yeah. around a friend's grave. Oops. Let's see. Let's see how I can I can do this segue. So there are 508 pieces in this Ghostbusters Lego set, which is a pretty high number, yet it's 19, it's 900 short. <laughs> exactly 900 <laughs> short of the number of the room that we're going to be talking about in this film today, which is going the the 2007 John Cusack, Samuel L. Jackson star 1408. How'd you like two that? Qu- two questions. Sure. Did you do the math in advance? Uh, no, actually, I just came up th- like I, that actually just came to me. I'm pretty sure it's 508 pieces, but I don't want to get up and look. That was that was the second question was, is it actually 508 pieces? So mm. I, I just... I'm not going to get up and look. It's okay. We can send it to the research team. <laughs> Thank you. Someone Google that. Um, but yeah, we're talking about 2007's 1408, which I don't know. Did you know, Natalie, that that adds up to 13? I didn't until I watched it this time. I was I never caught that. Shut up, really? Never. I'm totally serious. He I, like writes it down, like just like in the zooms I up felt, on it. I felt like a fool. Because I was watching it and I was like, oh, that's why it's room number 1408, because it it equals 13. I just want to let everyone know that I do pay attention when I watch movies. The last time I watched this movie would have been in 2007. I have not watched it since it first came out. I think I saw it in the theater and I would have been 20. So who knows how much I was paying attention then, but I like gasped when <laughs> when he said the, num- the numbers equal thirteen. I was like, oh. "Well, I've got some general kind of questions about that anyway, and just how the math kind of shakes out in this movie." Um, now, well, first things first, you know, you know, this movie takes place on the thirteenth floor of a hotel, mm-hmm. and you know, as we know that you know hotels generally you know and i'd say like a lot that i've seen or at least a lot you know i don't have the math in front of me we're running up to the I do. research team oh my god but like but hotels generally will do they'll skip that 13th floor because it's bad luck it's a it's the unluckiest number as i've been told or at least i've grown up knowing i don't know but um and then of course adding up to 13 like uh first of all before you tell me about your feelings about staying on 13th floors or 13th anything, what was that stat you're going to throw at me? Okay, so I went like on a little bit of a rabbit hole as I was taking notes because the... A true researcher. Well, I soon, when he said that like it adds up to 13, I was like, okay, like I, I got to go back to that and see what's going on. So I realized it's been a minute since I've really thought about this whole 13th floor situation i stay at a lot of hotels these days for my job and i do notice that none of them have a 13th floor in their elevator i don't think i've seen one what is the most interesting thing so i found found a percentage from a company that does commercial elevators for hotels i love this and they say that 85 percent of hotels do not have a 13th floor, which 
is a high percentage. Very then high. there are there's an alternative where some hotels, also I've never seen this, just gonna lead up to that, where they label the 13th floor as level M because it's the 13th letter of the alphabet. Have you ever witnessed that? I've never seen that before. I was hoping you were gonna say it was 13%. Um, and then <laughs> and then the other 2% like are just one story hotels. <laughs> yeah. They don't have an elevator anyway, you know? Um, that was my hope. I don't think I've ever seen that. I like. I want to say I like it. The M. Yeah, just the creativity. You know, just say hey, you know. What I like about the M is that you're still acknowledging that there is a thirteenth floor. That's my my pet peeve with that is that the fourteenth floor is the thirteenth floor. It's important that everyone knows that. So if you were staying on the fourteenth floor, it's the thirteenth. It's you're counting from the bottom. It's yeah, the you're not. 13th. You're not fooling anybody. You're not fooling anyone. Satan will not be fooled. No. But today, not ever. So, so that. So that was the first part. Wait, that there's more. <laughs> so then I wanted to know how the hell did this start? Like, why this superstition where we're just completely canceling out 13th floors and it's this like just 80, 85% of hotels. I'm assuming they graded off of hotels that go up to level 13. Let's hope. Mm -hmm. It's literally just because of superstition around the number 13. There's no horrible story. There's no dark history. It's literally just because people are superstitious of this number. I didn't get deep enough to figure out why people are superstitious of the number 13. But I think it's interesting that we do that. And then we also find our Bible in a drawer in every hotel room. Two very interesting dynamics that seem yeah. to oppose each other. No, absolutely. So. I... um. Yeah, you know, I, see when I, I I appreciate that you said that you know it's not fooling anybody if you just make it the fourteenth oh. floor, like because come on, you know I I'm smarter than that, and then you know and just think like I I love the idea of just evil doubling up, being like you know what let's put it on the fucking thirteenth floor, check this, it's gonna equal thirteen, the room number. Not not adding 14 and 8. No, that's not going to do it. That's not what we meant. That's not how we want you to read it. It's 1 plus 4 plus 0 plus 8, which I'm also kind of wondering, you know, we'll jump around again a bit. <laughs> but <laughs> when you walk in, you know, to this hotel, you know, it clearly shows he walks in, you know, and there's a sign uh, or he gets to the 14th floor, you know, 13th floor, right? But mm -hmm. um, gets out and then one of the first things he sees going down the hallway is that, you know, this direction is, you know, rooms 1400 to 1430. To which I'm like, why 1408 specifically when you have 1417 and 1426 available as well? Um, and then I guess I wonder if you say destroy 1408, which spoiler alert, mm, he does. Do. I'm like, I don't know. You got two other rooms if you want to kind of keep it going. So I don't. I'm kind of curious how loose we are with the number 13 here. <laughs> but but then I was thinking, am I finding 13s everywhere? Or is that a, is that a, what was that Jim Carrey movie? Where he sees the same number everywhere. Uh, I forget which number it was. Fuck, come on. The number, the number 23. That's the one. 
<laughs> so it took me it took me a second. Yeah. So um yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> and then uh so you you we have our thoughts on the number 13. I don't know. I the, it's funny though, as much as I talk about how much uh flying can fuck me up, I've stayed on the 13th row. Have you? Mm, I've never even considered that. Right? Maybe I've I don't know like why I thought about it. Why is it hotel specific that you just need to be involved in the 13th level or something? You know? It's interesting, especially because okay, so the other thing was that they referenced the like actual like phobia that's associated with the fear of the number 13, which I could try if you want me to try to to say it aloud. Go for I did it. not look I did not look up the phonetic spelling, so I'll edit it out. No, you won't. <laughs> try skidecophobia. It's like try sky decophobia. Look it up. Fear of can... the number 13 is Triska decophobia. Triska decophobia. Oh, decophobia. You got it. Maybe. I think that's um, right. It's also a reason for the fear of Friday the 13th. Oh, so there's actually a specific fear of Friday the 13th, which is called Paracavecatria. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's or two different ones. You, you decide which ones. Yeah, it's it's an either or. It's either paracavecatria or frigatriscachidecophobia. Both of both is used as early as 1910 by Isidore Coriat in Abnormal Psychology, um, as I'm just reading right off up, the Google. Who's coming up with these names? I love it. I, um, I don't really have a fear of the number 13. I feel like I embrace it and its spooky qualities. You know, It is, I consider it to be my lucky number. Uh, you got uh, married on a Friday the 13th. I did. I got married on a Friday the 13th, and I think next year... I think next year it it rolls back around to the friday the 13th mm. but yeah i i consider it to be my lucky number and actually the italians traditional italians consider it good luck to be married on a friday the 13th well there you go i i researched that i was like does anyone think this is a good idea i asked the internet <laughs> the internet italian the italians love it the italians do and if they if they do then i'm with it but um, I've never had any fear of the number 13. I've always felt like it was my lucky number. And yeah, I, I just, I don't, I just never really think about it. How do you feel about, um, I know I'm taking another, you know, I'm taking a, a non sequitur here, but um, you know, this is a Stephen King or based on Stephen King short story. And I guess I wanted to ask, this is the first and probably not the last time that we're going to be discussing something based off Stephen King material, but mm-hmm. kind of curious what your thoughts are on just Stephen King in general. Well, another thing that I just found out. Love it. This go around was that this was a short, like a short story by Stephen King. I didn't know. I should have known because... I feel like all that man does is write. How could he have time for anything else? He has so many, so many books, novellas, short stories, all the things, and so many different like movie or television interpretations of his writing. I 
Okay, this is this is I'm, I'm going to be very honest with everyone. I am not a reader. I do not enjoy reading fiction whatsoever. I only read nonfiction. So the only books that I have attempted to read that were outside of an academic setting have actually been Stephen King. And I enjoy his stories, but his writing is quite, it's quite detailed. And for some reason that actually takes me out of it because then like he's, he's working so hard to build it for me that it's taking away from what I pictured in my mind. If that, does that make sense at all? Yeah. But I, I enjoy film adaptations of his work. Um, I can think of several off the top of my head that I really love. Yeah, I think me too. You know, I don't, um, gosh, I wouldn't call myself much of a reader. I try to. Um, and then do I, I don't know. That's why we're talking about movies and not books, everyone. So deal with it. If you're a nerd, go to the book podcast. Get out of here. Go to the the horror book podcast. Um, I don't know what that would be called. But no, I hear you. I mean, I think just in general, though, I, uh, you know, it makes sense that this is a Stephen King story. Usually it's about some drunk writer dealing with some spooky shit, you know, that he's yeah. bottling up. So that makes sense because that, that seems to be like a pretty common thread. And I think I I never really got into like the giant, like the larger like uh, universe building of Stephen King's stories. You know, I kind of enjoy them as just kind of isolated things you know like and even then yeah man i i can't think of if i said my top 10 favorite like horror movies or whatever i don't know if a stephen king adaptation would show up in there but gosh there's so many you know when you think of Mm -hmm. like it and misery and Mm-hmm. Children of the Corn, right? Isn't it Children of the Corn? No, Pet Cemetery. I'm thinking of Pet yeah, Cemetery. Yeah, Pet Cemetery. Sorry. Fuck kids. I'm thinking about pets coming back to life. But I guess kids coming back to life at some point in that too. But mm-hmm. um and then this. And then also like, you know, um Alan Wake is one of my favorite video games, and that's very mm-hmm. much like Feels may as well been based King off inspired. of Stephen King. Yeah, whatever isn't based off Stephen King is based off like Twilight Zone or Twin Peaks, you know. Yeah. So it's all of all of my things that yeah. I love. But um yeah, I hear you, you know, so I was um a, but I don't think I see like based off something from Stephen King and go like, Oh my god, I absolutely need to see this because this yes. dude just is the the you know, I don't know. He just has a lot. Like I, he's a lot. I, he, he, yeah, he's a lot. He, he just has a lot of stories. Many that I haven't even encountered yet. I'm sure. And what I do like about him, I heard this in another podcast, but um, he pretty much will say yes to anyone for his work, like new directors, new filmmakers like he doesn't care about their experience level and maybe he's just doing it for the coin which respect to that but also like i like that he's just like fine go ahead go for it make a make a film or a television show about something i wrote and see what you can do with it but i like with maximum overdrive he was like you know what i need to do this myself this one (laughs) this this is a single vision a singular vision and I need to see, I don't know, for some reason, I don't know, it's been a long time I've seen that movie, but I just remember maybe like they were like shooting like Coke cans at like Boy Scouts and 
knocking some I kids out. I have not out seen and, that movie in ages. Do you know? Oh, okay. But you know, you know the general yeah. kind of situation. But yeah. Um, but I like this movie, and I'll be honest, like it isn't so much the Stephen Kingness of this movie as it is like, oh my gosh, I don't. Have you ever been on the Tower of Terror ride? at disneyland well you used to be california adventure until they changed it to guardians of the galaxy so i think the only tower of terror left is still at orlando there might be some other ones that the other disney's could be i feel like you know me well enough to know that i would not go on the tower of terror i don't fuck with anything that drops in that way that was i know you're not much of a roller coaster person in general not that that's a roller coaster is it is it just drops you you know Mm -hmm. but um i feel like seeing if you if you've been on tower of terror you would watch this movie be like this movie's like pretty much the way they shoot the ghosts you know like that they're these like old timey kind of sepia sepia like you know old timey ghosts that kind of crackle through the screen that's like mm-hmm. exactly how it looks when you're going up tower of terror and you go up to each level and the fake rod serling is like telling you like this family came to blah 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 little did they know their you know one-way stop to the hotel would be blah 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 you as he says See, right if i if i could just <laughs> if i could just do the the going up and seeing all the fun spooky things that'd be fantastic i will walk my ass back down the stairs you don't even have to take me down slowly like i'll make the trip down so i i would love yeah the the most thrills i go for is the haunted mansion which is actually mentioned in this in this movie you can yeah i think you can go on youtube and just like watch someone go on tower of terror and that's true so you should i was looking that you should you know i would recommend it um so gosh any general stuff if we want to just hop right into this yes i have one more thing go for it we have to commemorate this moment because i don't know what order these these episodes are going to happen in real time but this is her first movie first film that we're talking about that actually has ghosts in it that aren't ghost face allegedly right or is it just an evil fucking room as samuel l jackson says i don't know um it feels like it feels like there's ghosts involved i i have some i have some questions it is it is the first straight up haunting i feel like of any set right um but i agree i know it's about time sorry everybody cheers to us (laughs) cheers to us we finally made it um (laughs) something with it with a ghost in it on three two one ghost any thoughts on our very small cast you know i feel like people that have more than five lines it's really just john cusack samuel l jackson Mm -hmm. and mm, see mary mccormick Mm-hmm. yeah mary mccormick really and, th- and then the daughter yeah um mm-hmm. or, or are they officially divorced no it's complicated they're separated it's just a job in and out that's how i talk mm-hmm. about every time i'm writing about spooky stuff um any thoughts on our on our cast you know john cusack he's He's a household name. I refrain from using industry legend on these because if you star in a movie and if you star in multiple movies, I don't know. Usually I save the the IL tag for um, your more 
character actor behind you know always kind of side I, character types i feel like yeah you you can't often or always be the lead and also i think about someone like like samuel L. jackson he's been in so many films that of course he's going to overlap horror every now and then yeah. so i i wouldn't i wouldn't give either of them industry legend status but I love them both. And I think the marketing for this movie is extremely misleading. I really would think that Samuel L. Jackson is in this movie way more than he is for him being on the movie posters. And if you watch the trailer, they pretty much show his whole entire time in the film. Yeah, I feel like I would say at least like a third of his time is inside a refrigerator, inside of a mini fridge. <laughs> yes. So which my that's the scariest part of the movie i was like where the fuck did the snacks go why are the snacks gone i know he's um, gonna start i would not give the il tag to either of those two certainly yeah not john cusack now if it was joan cusack starring in this movie mm. then yes 100 mm -hmm. percent um i agree oh, oh i would love to see a 1408 with joan cusack mm. oh remake. actually just see every John Cusack movie replaced with Joan Cusack. I would actually, uh, I think High Fidelity would be even better. And I liked High Fidelity a lot. Um, and I like, yeah, Hot Tub Time Machine with Joan Cusack. Yeah. See, it doesn't work the other way around, you know, because you would never want to see no. jo John Cusack and Adam's Family no. Values. No. You Get out of here. Ruin it. That's that's my Barbie, is is Joan Cusack at the end of yes. uh, that movie. So good. <laughs> but, um. You know, I like John Cusack. I think he just gets slumps in. You know, it's just like with all, it's like how, you know, I like all the Baldwins. And I like all the Murrays. And I like all the Arquettes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, is there one that's clearly, like, you know. The Gyllenhaals like, are the ones that don't have me. Mm, I, I, I've got nothing against Maggie Gyllenhaal, but Jake Gyllenhaal's been against... in a few real good movies. I have nothing against either of them, but there's, I mean... I'm trying to think of like a movie that either of them are in that I absolutely love. Maybe you can think of one off the top of your head. Oh my God. Why is it blanking? Don't say Donnie Darko. No, no God. It's <laughs> he plays, he plays, oh my God. He plays, um, he's a photographer in LA. It's called Nightcrawler. Oh, that I movie's really good. Color. I would recommend that. It's a, it's more, okay. of, it's a, it's more of like a thriller, you know, Okay. but it's, um, that was good. And also, uh, I guess maybe that's it. I know the person that made Nightcrawler made a sequel that was a little weirder, that was like a horror movie, pseudo-hort movie based on like art installations. Uh, I don't know. Here we go. Audience okay. is like, okay, Kyle. <laughs> I thought I thought of one that I like for Maggie. There was a movie, I want to say it was in the early 2000s, called Secretary. And it is pretty much Fifty Shades of Grey before Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't know when the book was written, but before the movie came out, like she's um, like doing a BDSM situation with her boss and it is super hot and she's great in it. So I, I would recommend recommend that that movie if you're if you're a Fifty Shades of Grey fan, which I've never read or watched the movies, but it has same vibe, same vibe. 
And, you know, I couldn't get away without at least bringing up some main cast member of Dawson's Creek, but I know that she replaced Katie Holmes in that second Christopher Nolan Batman movie. Oh, yeah. I want to get blown up. Mm. Yeah. What can you do? Um, so this movie starts with John Cusack, who plays a character named Mike Enslin, um, who is his job is a writer, but specifically um, dream job his i know i dream job on my notes right here i yes <laughs> i um <laughs> he goes from town to town and you know whether it's like what's like spooky houses spooky campgrounds spooky lighthouses i forget all the all the books that he's written but it's always like you know the top 10 spookiest places of this place you know or of this region in this region mm-hmm. and um this job of going from place to place in like small town to small town staying at bed and breakfasts you know being comped and being told spooky stories and writing about them yeah no absolutely i was thinking i feel like it's more common in romantic comedies you know where the lead character is just this woman that's trying to figure it out but she you know writes about weddings for the back page of the newspaper or she is she works you know she's a blogger that sells her anonymous things to this magazine or just some some ridiculous like job that very so 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 few people have that you're like oh that's just such a perfect job that people who watch this that want to like imprint themselves onto the the star of these rom-coms like they that's the, what they want to be but gosh this is it's like catnip for me like in movies like oh. this because i'm seeing john cusack and i'm just like oh my god this is exactly what i want to do if you ask anybody i have three dream jobs want to hear, hear them yes. yes thank you Listen. um first of all this one <laughs> so, john, absolutely john absolutely inspired by um <laughs> this movie um and then i think anybody who knows me knows you know uh host of any sort of um paranormal reality situation Mm. um you know same difference just you put me on tv i get to ham it up i like that just make me a ghost hunter i'd love that and then of course you know um i feel like i've been very vocal at least uh to my to my closer confidants about like man dude i can be such a good game show host but Ooh, I'd be like, I could see that. Yeah, but I'd be like one of those like really like encouraging like ones that like really hypes people up. Like, dude, bro, don't even worry about this. Don't stress. You just got to decide what price it is. It's always going to be, hey, you know what? Inflation, it'll be right eventually. That price, you know. Like, so, dude, just take care of yourself. We're all we're all here. We're rooting for you. Everyone's going to win today. So I uh, I really feel. <laughs> I think but- I think two and three are are a definite. I think both uh-huh. of those are possibilities for you. Thank you. John John Cusack's job, however, I don't know if like him being slightly rude to people is part of his gig, but I felt really bad for the couple at the bed and breakfast. I was like, I feel like they really think that place is haunted and they're just, you know, he kind of just like is like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah, mm-hmm, haunted, sure. Oh, she hung herself. How creepy. Like, that's that's the vibe he's giving and i'm like i get that you've done this a million times but one it's your fucking job two i would be like let's sit by the fire drink some hot cocoa and you tell me all the ghost stories that have happened in this place like that would be lit 
Dude, 100%. I'd come in. I was I was thinking the same thing. I would come in there and just be like, you are such a sweet woman. Tell me your story, you beautiful couple. First of all, I love you both. Tell me about this ghost story and then tell me about yourselves because I'd love that. Love to work that in. And then also, I'll go check out the room tonight. Whatever. I'll get there. Let's see my bags. Let's go get that cocoa. Let's talk yeah. about it. it. I um I would be very grateful and a very willing recipient mm-hmm. of spooky stories. Um <laughs> Yeah. He has he has a book. There was one called Ten Scariest The Ten Scariest Mansions. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds awesome. I wanna I want to know the 10. Dude, and then just to go to these book appearances and just sit and just talk with people about like, he just just rambles on about just the existence of ghosts and all of the, you know, and he also does like, has like all the equipment kind of situation or he he talks about it briefly, right? Where he does the kind of, you know, the EMF reader. I think that's the Mm -hmm. acronym or the, you know, the black light situation, which spoiler alert, if you would have put a black light on in any hotel room uh, it's all gonna look like some murder scene happened you're not gonna like what you see so sure but you know go for it um hopefully his uh publisher's paying for that right so what i'm what i'm so curious about is because it seems like he's written many books about this particular topic not just his previous novel Mm -hmm. that's brought up pretty early on i I was under the impression that he was looking for ghosts because of his, like his daughter's passing that he was like, Oh, like if I can find a ghost, then maybe there's a way to, you know, contact the, you know, the dead. Mm -hmm. But if he's written that many and she, well, she said that he left about a year ago. So I guess it could have been a while ago that the, that the daughter died that's a that's a really quick turnaround time to make like a hard pivot to like i don't know i just think like you know you're this guy that just writes you have this like one novel or you know who knows how many novels he has you know and then all of a sudden that's a pretty big career change is that now i want to write about haunted you know hotels and lighthouses Mm -hmm. um so does he go to that same publisher like that he has like a situation with and does he go to his agent and say i i'm gonna do this now i'm just gonna i i would think so i would hope so i mean i would you know but good on you know i don't know yeah because he he seems genuinely surprised when that woman walks up with the novel he's like I think he says, where did you get this or something yeah. like that? And so it implies that, I mean, it couldn't have been a big novel if it's obscure and hard to find. Mm-hmm. So how, I mean, how well established could he have been with his publisher? Right. And point. so, and then he also, you know, I think learn a little bit at some point is like, not only was he a novelist at some point, but then also, also an added surfer so good for him i know the one thing i just you know i mean we're both from southern california right we've both been to Mm -hmm. beaches before right um never been i don't know if i've been in in hermosa beach but i just the one thing that just always drove drove me up the wall in this movie is just how easily he's able to find parking he just shows up he just parks like right up front right up front and then also later on in the movie even in his like in his dream you know or like when you think he's out of the the hotel yeah um he he's with his 
estranged wife or whatever. Mm. And there's an open spot right next to his other car. She just pulls right up and parks too. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. And, and he just has a pile. He just has a pile of parking tickets. And I'm like, that shit would have been towed days ago. They, oh, yeah. The beach, they're like, fuck this. You're out. Like, we need these precious parking spaces. That's the most unrealistic part of the movie. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, that shit would be towed at the very least a boot on that thing. And then they would be like, shit's towed. And we're not going to tell you where we took it. Mm-hmm so um so he's doing his surfing doing all that situation and then um i don't know did you think for a second that he you know when he eats shit you know while surfing um and then you find him like you know on the beach and you know someone helps him get him bring him back do you think like died here and everything is like this weird fever dream from that moment on I don't know. I'm not sure if that's a theory people actually think about or talk about with this movie, but. I, because I hadn't seen this movie in so long and probably had only watched it twice prior to this, I genuinely didn't remember what what actually happens if he gets out of the room, if he doesn't. I knew once they show him getting out of the room, I was like, okay, he's not actually like out of the room. This is lingering on way too long. But... I did think for a second that maybe it was just like a, you know, like he had died and this was some weird purgatory or limbo, something of that nature that he was stuck in. So one of the reasons that I thought he might actually be dead Mm -hmm. after this surfing incident is this mysterious postcard situation. And I try to keep in mind, like, as I was watching it, from now this Stephen King perspective, I'm I'm assuming that we're missing information because that happens a lot when you're adapting something from written to screen, but you've got this mysterious postcard. Who sent this mysterious postcard? He doesn't seem to have many fans from his book signing. There was what, four people there? So he's not receiving an excessive amount of fan mail or anything like that. The hotel clearly does not want people there. So in my mind, I'm like, that seems like something supernatural, which the whole movie has supernatural occurrences in it, but it feels as though it's like some sort of invitation to an afterlife or something like that. So I was thinking to myself, where did this come from? This, you know, this, this postcard and was it a test of like, would he be tempted to go back to you know, what he knew and what he was doing during his normal life, or would he ignore it and then move on into the next, you know, whatever the afterlife is. But I think I was just giving it way too much credit. I don't know who sent that po- that postcard. I like, I don't think it was like, it was Samuel L. Jackson. I thought he was pretty no. clear about, you know, or Olin was his name, I think, about mm-hmm. not wanting anybody in there. I, um, I guess the room can send its own you know lore's possible victims right they probably bought like a bunch of forever stamps years ago that now you know for like super cheap it got uh got extra creative after the manager stopped booking the room they're like well great now we need some right. other means to get people in here and he was uh, the perfect person 
I don't know if I get a weird postcard from somebody. Well, I don't know. So he, <laughs> so he calls up maybe industry legend Tony Shalhoub on the phone. Um, <laughs> who's in a bunch of fun things. I mean, I probably know him most from Galaxy Quest and Men in Black mm-hmm. than those two, but he's always a, he's always a winner. Yeah. Um, and then, but he calls him up because, you know, he tries reaching out to this hotel and they're saying like, oh yeah, no, it's not available this time, this time, this time ever, right? Mm-hmm. And now they try to make it like a civil rights situation did you catch that where they're like no 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 we found this law where it's a civil rights thing that like they have to make that room available to you and i'm like i don't know that's like how hotel law works and how that gets superseded by you know federal law and how all that works into haunted hotels but um it seemed pretty uh pretty thin yeah it it seems pretty silly I obviously like I'm not an expert in hotel law that that'll be something also to send to the research team as well. That's why we got him. But I really enjoy like for for how little I feel like Samuel L. Jackson is in this movie. Mm. I really enjoy everything between him and John Cusack in that office when he's trying to convince him not to stay in the room because you almost feel like he's going to change his mind and he's like, okay, I'm just going to take this folder and look through it. But he still gives him the folder to look through even after he stays in the room to which I was like, no, no, you don't get the folder. If you stayed in the room, like that was, that was part of the agreement. Yeah, dude, it's either or man, like fucking set your parameters and stick with them. Come on. Yeah. I, um, you know, and then I liked also how, yeah, he tried to say not to stay in the room, but ultimately he was like you know whatever dude like just like everybody else you're all just gonna go for it and he's not gonna fight it. like he yeah. could have just said i lost the key i don't know where it is like i don't know or just you could have just straight up got rid of the key if it's the only one that yeah. works on an actual key i don't know but but at the same time i guess i maybe just related a little bit with samuel L. jackson and, and and you probably to some extent you know our experiences in middle management it's like you know what fucking fuck fine. you then fuck you then take the fucking room see what fucking happens Who whatever die? Yeah, go fucking die, dude. Go I'm die in go. that room. <laughs> you know what? You go fucking go for it. So yep. I, uh, I definitely um, have some, some, uh, yeah, some, some empathy there for, mm-hmm. for Samuel Jackson in that oh, for situation sure. where I'm just some asshole, or no, we're just some asshole middle-aged white dude is just trying to like fucking just demand that he just is entitled to something, and you're just like, you know what, dude, go fuck off, dude, go. F- And I was all, but I was also thinking about this is me going on a total tangent. So recently, a hotel, a nearby hotel, posted a job posting for hotel manager, the Lafayette, and that the like manager job for that tiny hotel in San Diego was paying over a hundred thousand dollars of salary, and so I thought to myself that hotel that samuel jackson is managing is in new york it is massive and it is fancy even he's making more money than john cusack to manage this hotel like he's got the fancy liquor and like all the all the nice thing his suit is lovely like i was like he's he's living it up so i would totally just be like you know what you dumb you dumb writer go ahead stay in that room enjoy 
there's um like you can you can get a degree in like hotel management and like hospitality Absolutely. services. That's like a real mm-hmm. no joke situation. Yeah. That's that's high pressure. High pressure. No thank you. I've seen White Lotus. It's hard on that poor guy. That <laughs> that's what it's like in real life. Yeah. Um the second he's just like, Oh, I'm gonna see you because of this, this, and this. I'm just like, mm, okay. Yeah, fine. Get fucked. Whatever. Yeah. Um now, now, don't get me wrong. I kind of wish that the room was kind of like all like a ruse, like a just kidding, or you know, look, what'd you think, you know? Because yeah, I did think yeah, that'd like be kind of funny. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> like kind of like it. playing little tricks with him, right? The other thing that I really enjoy too is when he's going over how they clean, they like maintain the room uh-huh. month monthly. But I love the idea of him not entering the room but being like you know what the cleaning the maintenance crew they're they're getting in there (laughs) yeah the wait i hope they are paid well um i was thinking it would be that you know we're talking about our dream jobs i'm thinking what would be the exact opposite and i think (laughs) hotel um cleaning staff because just all the weird shit you're gonna walk in on you could oh. all the weird weird shit you could walk in on in any random hotel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't like I don't like those surprises. So Mm-mm. no, thank you. That would be a least desired job for me. And bless the people that do it. That's why I, you know, yeah. I mean, I really- always leave tips, and then I remember someone telling me this is an urban legend. I remember someone telling me that if you don't specifically say what the money's for, they put it in some mystery lost and found. And I don't think that's really true. But when no. I do leave tips at a hotel, I will write a note specifically, like you know, this money is for housekeeping for a tip. Thank you. I appreciate you. Wow. Oh, yeah. So I've I've left tips before. Um, I didn't leave a note of any kind, but I. I think that would be one of the perks is like there can't be cameras in those rooms. I'm, t- I'm taking that tip, but I you guess. Assume, oh, okay. You assume I there's no see, cameras in those rooms. You know what? You know what though? If the guest came back and was like, Hey, I left 20 bucks on the table and all of a sudden it's missing, then someone would be in trouble. So you know what? The handwritten note is not a bad idea. I will, I will do that going forward. And I mean, your best case scenario as, as this cleaning crew is that you'll walk in on some crazy obscene act happening in a hotel room rather than getting locked in the bathroom and stabbing out your own eyes. Yeah, I know. That's for, um, they should just like tie, like, you know, just tie like ropes around their waists and just like, and tie each other together <laughs> in a situation. And they can all just kind of point. Yeah. That's how I was thinking. Like, you know, we should think this through if they have to go into the room that often. Um, just seems it seems silly to maintain the room at that like with that high of a risk level i think after the eye stabbing i would say to myself you know maybe we just let it be and all it takes is a molotov to handle it i'm like why didn't you just why didn't they just do that to begin yeah, with just start with that you didn't just try at least just try that yeah. once i don't yeah. know but i do like that you know ultimately he's just like i'm still staying um i wonder i wrote you know how many times does samuel jackson have to have this conversation with somebody that wants yeah. to stay in the room you know and just whatever and then i did write down his uh leather pound collection of death um that <laughs> <laughs> He just has, he has all of these, like, and it's not even just like, 
Yeah, he has like crime scene photographs that he's like obtained all this evidence. Just okay, sure. I'm pretty sure you don't get access to all of that, but no. um, so he he elects to stay in the room anyway because he needs to, right? Because how else are we gonna have a story here? Mm-hmm. Um, now when he's in this room, how spooky does shit need to get before you're like, mm. oh, okay, I need to go. I had the same question for you. Would it be like, would the chocolates on the pillow, because you like he was, he, that bed was like disheveled from him sitting in it. It was not a made bed. And he turns around and the, the bed is made with the little chocolates. That's the first like spooky, spooky incident, right? I mean, I would think that would be helpful. I wouldn't call that spooky. I would. Are you kidding? Like, there's a bed behind me right now. If I messed up that bed, turned back this way, and then went back and it was made, I would, it could be the friendliest ghost. I'd be like, peace, I'm out. How many times you, how many times you put on a jacket and then you wear it throughout the day and then you put your hand in the pocket and then realize you found like a dollar or like a $20 bill in there and you're like, oh, dang. Look at this. That's awesome. I don't remember how this got there, but whatever. Well, I mean, but what? It's happened to be at least once or twice, and it's a thing. Well, I mean, it's you know, you 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 don't just go like, ah, it's got to be ghosts. I mean, I think we should. That in that specific situation (laughs) where I'm in a a maybe haunted room, I mean, I think my logical brain would say, okay they're fucking with me the same way that he did and look around but it would it would spook me enough that i i might be like i need to get the fuck out of here yeah um yeah i think we're setting the chocolates and the toilet paper and the bed and all that the like, toilet even paper he said, come on now. even even he was saying okay you know look y'all just got a fish and lovely waitstaff ghosts that's fine though i don't like the idea of i don't know being in the afterlife and like still doing your job yeah right i don't know that's that's a that's a scary premise he talks about just you know hotel rooms in general there's kind of a funny thing you know he was he's just talking about you know hotel rooms are just like a naturally you know spooky place which like i mean maybe not really he doesn't give a whole lot of examples but he does say like you know you know you wonder like how many people have been through here you know how many were Mm -hmm. sick how many lost their minds how many died and i'm like i don't know dude you can kind of like apply that to like anything like i mean yeah i mean now now and then now seeing that movie like i'll walk into a best buy and just think to myself how many people were sick how many people died how many people <laughs> lost their minds best buy, <laughs> just, many. just going just going through a best buy or just walking yeah or maybe maybe like walking <laughs> through an ikea would be a better you know <laughs> And I'm going to ask that next time I walk through an Ikea, I'll just ask that out loud. Um, <laughs> and, you know, of course, I'm always getting the uh, Groundhog Day vibes when you have like that same kind of 60s mm-hmm. song that just plays over. Like this one is uh, uh, We've Only Just Begun by uh, Carpenters. Carpenters, thank you. Um, not the Sonny and Cher song from Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. but Which the Karen Carpenter has a very sad story. Yeah, she was anorexic for many many years like very very like very thin 
And when she was in recovery, I just recently was reading about this. I was on a, this was before watching this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, If you put on enough weight and you've been underweight long enough, you can actually have heart attack. Like your body can't handle the additional weight. And she had a heart attack at like somewhere between 30 and 35. Dang, that is really sad. It is really sad. And like, I, I want to say she wasn't even at a healthy weight yet. She only had put on a small amount of weight. It's a very sad story. Yeah, dang. I don't know if that has anything to do with why they chose that song or just because it's we've only just begun. Or is it, yeah, a situation like, uh, who is it? Uh, the John Denver song in Final Destination where it's like, yeah. I wonder how his family feels. <laughs> just being, yeah. just, yeah, using that. These people um, with sad stories. I know um the other thing is you know he mentioned yeah he's like nobody makes it an hour inside 1408 um which you know the when they start playing the carpenter song um it has that 60 minutes countdown i assume Mm -hmm. that's why they had set it to 60 and it's going down um i don't know if this is a thing and i'll ask the research teams i don't feel like looking it up but um now this is a very real i wouldn't call it a phobia as much as as it is an anxiety or an aversion maybe um to things counting down makes me very very nervous um to the point where i will sorry y'all are my therapists now uh so um to the point where i will often um turn something off on the microwave when it's at two seconds you know before it turns off or if i set my alarm to and i think this is just more just you know your your body just in a rhythm but like i will set my alarm and i will always wake up a minute or two before it's about to go off and and you turn it off I will sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be like, well, usually me, I'll wake up and be like, eh, I can sleep in another half an hour. Who am I kidding? Come on. And even though it's not a good idea, because that's my half awake brain thinking like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I can. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll we've set all it. Been there. so I'll set it for another half an hour and then wake up 28 minutes later. Like it's it's like I'm always like. I do. I do that with the alarm situation, but not out of like worrying about a countdown i've never had that issue i thought that you were going to say Mm -hmm. the idea of like a time loop is what frightens you because i'm assuming after that hour is up and everything goes back to normal and the operator the phone operator who's like the mvp of this movie is you know like would you like to live this out over and over again for the rest of eternity or whatever she says and i'm like oh we're like in a time loop situation like he could go through this many times and that's why everyone only lasts an hour no matter how many times they're actually faced with the situation i felt the mvp or maybe most reasonable person in this movie was the um the technician that was sent up you know it was just like i'm not stepping fucking in there no absolutely not you can any idiot can fix that do it yourself is he the last like real person that he encounters because i almost felt like maybe he's a ghost the way that he exits the situation he's like already around the corner i'm like is was he not even ever there i put most reasonable person in the whole movie vanishes like batman was he a ghost i i thought to myself i was like this guy yeah i put i put maintenance guy a ghost question mark question mark (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't come in 
but but at the same time i'm like okay john cusack like does he have an opportunity to then leave the room in that moment if the door is open and he even like peeks out a little bit and looks down the hallway like he's out of the room and my thought process is like oh you're stuck in there so that may have been his last chance to escape unless that was all part of the room's ruse and he wasn't he wasn't even there didn't even open the door he felt he felt like a very like real and reasonable person but the way he exits the situation and the fact that the Right. phone operator the woman at the front desk is the person who you know gets him to come although her tone changes quite a bit in the next phone call from the first and like i get that you know there's some stuff that happens that that makes him very uncomfortable you know i mean like yeah burning your hand on the hot water that's really annoying um mm-hmm. having the place be it like you know zero degrees and snowing yeah that's really Mm. uncomfortable i don't uh, i I hear that but i was thinking like what else would happen in this movie and i kind of asked it a little bit earlier where it's like what would it take to get you to be like oh okay this is too much like because i feel like for most of it in that ramping up i'm like eh, this isn't so bad dude i'm like what i'm just watching like static people go and jump out windows like yeah i'm seeing some chocolates get reset now now granted i will say i do not have um you know a you know me and my dad are on good terms you know so i don't have this like weird like a strange like you know terminally ill dad situation nor do i have a dead daughter so i don't i feel like most of the stuff that like really pushed him over the edge were just like the very real scenarios involving those two people so like me i'm like what what would they like if i stepped in 14 and 8 like what what are they gonna use yeah i I feel nothing too there's not while there are things that are scary if you're in that situation watching the movie i don't think any of this is scary which I feel like this is very much like suspense and maybe a little bit of mystery, mm. but it's, it's not like trying to scare him. It feels like it's trying to like find trauma and use that against him and like traumatize him, which I get. You're like, what, like, what are you going to do? The other, the other thing with the dad. So mm-hmm. you get the mention of the dad in the novel. Cause the fan, she's like, is that like, is that story true? Like between the son and the dad? And he's like, no. And clearly he's saying yes. And then he has that like flashback of his dad, presumably in a nursing home. And they show that moment. And then you just see nothing else of the dad. I'm like, we could have just cut that out. That didn't really do much for me. Cause the daughter, the things with the dead daughter, that shit is brutal. Like they, that room puts him through it. With you have a kid that's your we- that's your weakness that's i watch weakness. it and be like i'm like nah i don't care that's fucked up like how oh my god when he's <laughs> she's like alive and then he she dies in his arms and he's like not again and i was like fuck that's brutal and that's then she just turns to dust like, I, I was like that room is fucked up that is some cruel shit the only notes they put regarding the kid are uh kid looks like the kid from elf and then also uh daughter falling to ashes and bones is pretty good because that was a pretty (laughs) fun one um 
And that's it's after like, he comes back from that, you know, kind yeah. of that, that, you know, the dream within a dream or whatever, where you think he's out, which was pretty good. I mean, I do think it was ultimately kind of corny how they like brought him back into the room, which I'm like, oh, with the guys like hammering down the walls. Yeah. It's weird how much of this place, like the second most used scene or the second most used location in this movie is that post office. Right. You know what but, I you know what I did enjoy mm-hmm. was when he's seeing the ghosts walking around. So like when they're at the restaurant and he sees the woman that jumps out the window and then he turns back and it's someone else. I thought that was pretty fun to be seeing like cracks they're hitting through yeah. like the the illusion, which I thought was really fun. And then okay, going back to nursing homes really quick, I totally forgot to mention my notes, my additional notes on the number 13. This is a trip. I did not know any of these things. So some hotels don't have a room number 13, which I knew, but there are hospitals that won't have a room number 13 in their regular hospital or their emergency room wing. And nursing homes will often avoid the number 13 on their room numbers as well. I I had no idea. I love how much this specific superstition just has a stranglehold on so many of our institutions you know it's like but it's never the other way around we like people stopping using ladders in public spaces because they're like oh we can't have anybody walking underneath these and it doesn't work the other way around where they're like you know just have like five room sevens yeah yeah (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) this is gonna be an extra lucky hotel (laughs) yeah all of them are room seven and they're all on the seventh floor. Um, so maybe that's, you know, maybe that's something, you know, a business situation. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know. Just so when, when they're back in that um, post office and then you see, you know, he's like, oh, I got to drop this off. I feel invigorated. I got to drop this off for tomorrow. Or it's got to get to New York in the morning. Um, and then just how, like, it's not even... Everyone reveals themselves in just this like shit eating grin, you know, where it's just like, I'm this person, blah, blah, blah. You remember me and the flashback to this. And then you have all the weird construction guys. And there was a deleted scene here, I think, that had Samuel L. Jackson like being like, uh, see, you can't leave this room, blah, blah, blah. But I think they thought Mm -hmm. it made it look like he would be, he was too malicious and involved, which, you know. Because it's um, already weird enough that he's in the the refrigerator when he appears there and he's talking yeah. with him because clearly that's part of uh you know some sort of illusion or the room creating that because i love that he like congratulates him at the end still in the hotel that's on fire just <laughs> smoking a cigar <laughs> good job i do like um he's just like you know I was out, I was out, I was out, you know, when he's back mm-hmm. in the room and then, you know, it shows him going crazy. And then it does this thing where it's like, you know, it's, it's like, it's the cameras, like focus on him and he's like, you know, you know, holding his head and being like, ah, and then he show everything mm-hmm. spinning around mm-hmm. him. And it just reminded me of the video for Chop Suey. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Went like, <laughs> and I think it's because ha- yes. like, I, I remember thinking about it earlier today and I was like was that like a it reminds me of like a like a corn video which I mean like in early 2000s that checks out but then I was like no it's the it's the tox no not toxicity it's the, sorry, it's the chop suey video but it's not you even the same a, thing 
but you I do think it's pretty funny. You may have also been thinking of um, Freak on a Leash, that video. doesn't? Isn't there a shot where they're spinning around and he has his hands like on his head? So I was thinking about corn. Okay. All right. Well, maybe a little bit of both. I think just the yeah. the early 2000s new metal, that was, a, yeah. it was, it was just a feeling that we all had, you know. And that video would have come out before this movie. So they could have stolen that idea. Yeah. Both yeah. videos. Corn's this pretty was 2007. Fun. Yeah. They're kind of fun. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just don't think there's a, like, and then honestly getting back to that room, I'm just like, well, okay. You gave me a few days out. He got you a nice know? break. Like got he got a nice like break. a, a little refresh got some time with the you know the wife i mean i you know like i, yeah. I, I like i hope you know they got I, I back ho- together I, yeah i hope they got back together it, it felt like they may have like i hope so and then i'm just like you know okay if that's the situation then is like okay i get one night in the hotel room a week off situation and then i'm back in the mm-hmm. hotel room I'm like eh, and that's that's like yeah, I like, mean, not the most me. opportune situation, but you know, I'd, I'd make that work. You know, yeah. I mean, gosh, you know, like it's like work from home a couple days a week. I go into the office mm-hmm. a couple days a week. It's a good blend, right? So I don't know. It's the same situation. I need to jump back for a little bit because I skipped yeah. over my favorite. I don't know if you would call it a scare, but just like little psychological trick that they play on him. Uh-huh. I love when he's looking at the map on the door. And he's trying to map out where the next room would be, where the next window would be. Goes mm. out the window and is like inching across. And it's just a fucking wall. And there's no other windows except for the windows of that room. I found that very effective. That would be fucking terrifying to me. Like already, I mean, just being out on that roof is an absolute no. But. Well, like how bad. Up, and then and then the map is different when he goes back. That it's just the room. It's pretty it's good. By walls, I love that. It's funny because him going outside and trying to scale like that very small kind of kind of pathway or whatever, trying to get from one window to another. Um, that's what kind of spurred my idea of like, how bad does it need to get in this room for me to like escape in some wild means? And and what kind of yeah. spurred that thought was him going outside. Because I'm like, I don't fuck with heights i would not like it it did not get nearly bad enough in that room Mm -hmm. for me to get outside on that window and on that windowsill and then try to scale that wall over to the next window i'm not gonna do it Um, i agree especially when you could like try what he later tries and like bang on the wall and see if someone hears you but i i will say that ledge that he was walking on actually is a decent sized ledge like he could fit his whole feet there. I I feel like that's better than, you know, like they were they weren't that were they hanging off? Ah uh, gosh, I can't remember. He had a good he had more I was like, okay, like he's a man. So he's taking up more space on that ledge than I would be. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I could I could fit my my little feet. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Just gonna scurry across. I know if they only they could see the hand with the motion you're <laughs> you making, see the hand. It's, it sells it yeah um yeah I would yeah I would not climb out that window um you know I do like the the paintings 
Um, mm. They're all pretty boring paintings, but I do like how they turn spooky, um, yeah. just like they do in the Haunted Mansion, which, yeah. <laughs> which, so not not in the same where it's like you know you find out they're standing over like a crocodile or something, mm-hmm. but um, I do like. It's like, I feel like you see him at Haunted Mansion. And then you also see him like at like Spirit Halloweens where it's like you walk by and like, you know, one angle is like a nice person. And then from another angle, they look all zombified or whatever. So kind of that same situation. They just made the the ship all destroyed and put that Mm -hmm. one person with the very, very receding haircut or very receding hairline um, on there. I don't know. I thought that was pretty fun. Pretty that's silly. actually, you know, that's kind of a fun, inspiring, like family photo idea. You can do like a nice, like family photo that, like, from one, like one direction is like y'all sitting at the park, and then like when you move to the other side, everyone's all zombified. You got, geez, you right? got two and a half months until Halloween. I know. Oh, that would be. Or we said the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, and then just he decides fuck it i'm just gonna burn this building down which is something i don't understand why nobody else tried um he does say to himself i live the life of a selfish man but i don't have to die that way you know or something to that extent Mm -hmm. and now i know in the story like the like the the short story i think they sell it a little bit more that he's kind of a dickhead Mm-hmm. you know and like really like I think they sell it i think they sell it here he we were thinking about how he was treating that lovely couple in the beginning and then he just abandoned his wife after the loss of their daughter that's pretty that, shitty yeah i guess I'm, i don't know if that makes him a selfish person i guess maybe a little bit he's gone through some shit though i don't know all right i mean yeah. absolutely but you know and then you know and then in the from the mini fridge samuel jackson telling him like you know like oh you know people believe in ghosts because they want to believe there's something else out there you know Mm -hmm. on the other side and you're the one you're debunking is taking that away from people and i'm just kind of like i don't know bro like that is that is nowhere near as bad as some you know seers and psychics and whatever's you know who will say they can hear your dead relative and like i'm like "Ah, i don't know him talking about spooky lighthouses in a book that's not well and also he's seems to be being pretty transparent on the fact that like while these places may be spooky and he's like seen and heard interesting stories seen things he doesn't he doesn't ever say like oh yeah there's definitely ghosts whereas yeah like the people that you're talking about that are claiming to talk to a loved one on the other side or something like that or clearly like just preying on human emotion and grieving and it's you know that's that's terrible so i mean he's not the worst he's not the worst of the worst but you know it's pretty funny where like you know yeah just you know this idea of that like you know they're trying to frame it as he preys on people's superstitions mm-hmm. um yet has one of his own with that cigarette that he keeps in his mm-hmm. ear which i mean cigarettes especially like exposed to the elements like they go bad yeah that it's was the cleanest enough. nicest looking cigarette to keep like but like i'm sh- assuming he changes it often i would assume so i don't know yeah. i mean 
I don't know. But but, but to be honest, I uh, yeah, it makes me smoking a little bit, to be honest. But hey, I'm, uh, I don't know how many years ago I quit. But million feels like forever every once in a while though i'm just watching that i'm just like you know dude have a cigarette and yeah. hot house sounds pretty good right now yeah um are you familiar with these alternate endings um only one that but i read today but allegedly there's four different endings that were shot for this movie really do you have all of them no i only have two so i'm going to make up the others i'm just kidding i'm only, okay I only well know let's the see two. which two you have do i have and maybe i have a different one well and the thing about the alternate endings is that depending on what streaming service you watch this on or what watched it on at some point in the last like mm-hmm. five years ten years or so you could have gotten one of two different endings without being told that it was the alternate ending so there's two that's cuckoo bananas so the ending i watched which is the theatrical ending the original ending mm-hmm. um is you know he sets the building on fire and then the firefighters come in and they save him mm-hmm. and then you know they see that the you know you have Samuel jackson being like oh, well done why didn't i think of that you know situation let's enjoy a cigar and then later he's with his like wife and they're now together and then Mm -hmm. it ends with him listening on his uh his tape recorder which for me in the 90s was a talk boy you know after Mm -hmm. anyone who watched home alone Mm -hmm. you know and had the means get themselves a Um, talk boy that's a talk boy junior so that's the same ending that i watched Uh i purchased it on amazon and i would just like to say about this did you purchase this on amazon it's free this is the second time that i've done that no i did not nope i'm lying i watched it on amazon but it was it was on um freebie thank you so i had i had to watch Uh, the ads what ads ads did you get they're like the most (laughs) Let's see, which ones did I get? Did you write down which ads you got? <laughs> I did. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, all I put was that I'm not going to let it affect my boost scale, but I got, <laughs> and they're always at the most like inopportune times for uh, yeah. Arby's. Oh, hush- they cut it off like mid-sentence. Though, oh, they'll cut it off mid-sentence. Though, and yeah. Tell me about Arby's Hush Puppy Fish Strips. Um, <laughs> I didn't get that one. <laughs> you didn't get the Arby's commercials? Oh, that was no. pretty good. Um <laughs> So now it was it was free, but yes, at a price because you do. Yeah, have I, to... I got a lot of like medical, like medicine, medication type commercials and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. So I had the same that same ending, the theatrical ending, and I completely forgot about him getting out of the room. I remember him being dying in the room. I That's what I remember in the room. Okay. So I'm not crazy on that, on that front where I would lose my shit. Uh-huh. I'm going into the mode of like wife, wife and mother mode here. He just pulls out that tape recorder and is like, let's just see what I can find here right next to her he didn't think for a second you know what i should probably listen to this alone and see what's on there 
and mentally prepare her that she may hear her dead daughter's voice on my fucking tape recorder. Because you know at this point she's thinking that he's just crazy and that he lost it and just burned that room down. I would fucking smack the shit out of him. But he would be, it would be a fucking KO. Like, <laughs> I, absolutely not. And that's just how it ends. She just drops the box. I was infuriated. Like, infuriated that he would have the nerve that's why he's a selfish man he fucking sucks how do you like that i love it i encourage it i love it um no because no because like he has this like smug fucking look on his face when he's like and he's like see and like you can tell he's almost starts to smile a little Mm -hmm. bit and you're just like okay bro first of all fuck off dude like you got this like don't 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 act like you invented this shit don't act like you're you discovered this and blah 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 and then even then oh oh i don't know but yeah i did i did think that was pretty funny okay as i'm talking through it though one thing that i am remembering is Uh he also so after she passes they have that he has that flashback of the argument between him him and his wife and he Mm -hmm. is like how dare you tell her all of those stories about like God and heaven and the afterlife and all of those things. So maybe that was his way of saying like, you know what, you were right. But I'm like, I'd be like, wait, so is my daughter just doomed to haunt this room for the rest of her afterlife? Like, right. What is that supposed to be communicating? Like, I, I think that's what they were trying to get at, but the, the message does not come across. It just seems like a, like, where he's like, see, it was a haunted room. Oh my God. See, and that's why, yeah, I don't know. That's why I'd prefer it if it was just an evil room and that wasn't actually the daughter. It was just the room using his daughter to fuck with him. Because you're just like, oh my God, my poor. <laughs> she just gets asked, just gets dragged from the afterlife to participate in whatever yes. haunting bullshit. I know, that's pretty funny. The The alternate ending is that he just dies in the room. And then... And he burns, right? So he, he, he ends up burning down the room? And then Samuel L. Jackson like, goes to his funeral. Mm. And then he's now seeing outside of this room somehow outside of the room he's seeing the charred ghost of a charred body of samuel or uh, john cusack and then it like cuts wow. to john cusack like lighting a cigarette and just walking around through the destroyed room and but he's like a ghost and it's that situation mm-hmm. which i mean i think probably ultimately i think it was a better ending i think well, especially that, i agree and that yeah. one so apparently that didn't get chosen because test audiences thought it was too gloomy also how do we become a test audience how how do sign me up yeah sign me up <laughs> be like yeah be like this it. isn't spooky enough there are not enough dead children in this uh <laughs> Just keep it going i want that i want there to be a loop yeah. of him losing his daughter in his arms continuously yeah one thing that i hadn't noticed or sorry that i hadn't brought up um as we're wrapping up is that we have our famous yet patent pending so please you know be courteous uh five boo scale that we award to that we use to award uh our movies at the end of these episodes um this is the first movie that we're rating that has its own spooky rating Mm. of its own right um so you know let me get back and so i i did want to bring that up he's got his shiver scale 
which is on a scale of one to ten skulls on the shiver scale which is pretty good Mm -hmm. you know we're just just booze on the booze scale you know Mm -hmm. still um before i get into our ratings any stray thoughts that you have about 1408 before we talk about our boo rating and if i could ask you to award a shiver scale rating for this movie as well Mm. i'm asking for two different ratings but please anything else you want to touch base on before we get into that yes much like halloween h2o which these these movies were nine years apart Uh uh-huh I I'm going to start just looking into this every time because I didn't realize that there's so many different types of taglines for movies. Oh my God. Do you have taglines for this? Yes, I do. Oh my God. Here we go. It has has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight taglines. H2O only had seven, only, only seven. Oh my God. If you add, so eight for 1408, seven for H2O. That's 15, but we're talking about two movies. So minus two. Holy God, Natalie, that's 13. Oh my God. Give me these, give me these taglines. I I want to hear them. I love it. I want to hear them. Do you want me to start with the one that I think is the best or the worst? What order do you want me to go? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Surprise me. And I'll, I'll, and I'll see if I agree if it's good or bad. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to read them. I'm going to read them in a nondescript order and you can, you can decide. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm going to read this one first, just off to the side, based on the terrifying story by Stephen King. I don't think that one should count. Okay. It's not, not witty. The Dolphin Hotel invites you to stay in any of its stunning rooms, except one. Sure, it's a okay. long-ass tagline. Yeah, yeah. That's true, no true to lasts, the story, though. No one lasts more than an hour. Yeah, they really stuck with that mm-hmm didn't but seem he, necessary yeah sure okay enjoy your stay which i think is my i think that one might be my favorite because it's simple short simple to the point and that's what you mm-hmm. know these we say that to hotels right yeah don't stay in 1408 yeah yeah okay sure <laughs> some rooms are locked for a reason Shouldn't just, all rooms be locked for a reason? <laughs> like, if it's locked, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I No, okay. yeah, no, that, that's a good one. That's my favorite so far. Oh, that one's your favorite? Okay. Yeah, it's the dumbest, but it's my favorite. Oh, you think that's the dumbest? <laughs> the classic thriller we've all been waiting for have we what yeah what is it (laughs) uh the classic thriller we've all been waiting for um this one this this one i think makes you question what's even happening in this movie because Uh this one is the only demons in room 1408 are those within you are there demons in this movie did anyone think that there were demons in this movie is it like you know are we talking about like straight like demon they're talking about inner demons obviously but like you know you're you're going into it thinking it's haunted because he's looking up haunted places yeah and i don't like fixing up ghosts and demons you know no they're two completely different things like a haunting is 
I we we'd get into this. It, it would take a long time to like. I, I don't know if demons haunt necessarily. Demons possess. I think I like enjoy your stay as the like serious. Like I'd be like I could market this this way. Yeah. But some rooms are locked for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the winner on the stupidity. Like it's pretty front. good. And and again, I pose the question. Who makes these taglines and have they seen these movies or even have read the script? Are they just going off of like the premise of the movie to create these taglines? And it. could we create better taglines? So I'm going to challenge you, Kyle. The next movie that we chat about, I want you to create three taglines. The next movie we do, I got to create mm-hmm. three taglines. Okay, mm-hmm. sounds good. I love it. Um, and, and I'll and I'll tell you the real ones, and we'll see if yours are better, or we can just read them to the audience, not knowing if they're real or they're yours. <laughs> Both would be pretty fun. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that. And I did check um, as far as any awards. This movie won blockbuster entertainment or mtv video or otherwise and none unfortunately so Mm. maybe some maybe some niche like you know spooky awards i don't know Mm. so let's talk Mm. some booze okay now this movie and of course we drew up our lists of initial movies we wanted to talk about and this is one that i put down and i couldn't tell you why I was just thinking of just 10 random horror movies that I liked that I wanted to revisit. Some that I haven't seen in a while, some that I've seen a million times, you know, just a good mix. And this one, I don't know why. Just like uh just like Dan Aykroyd and Ghostbusters. It just it just popped in there, you know. I don't I didn't <laughs> think about it. And and I did remember seeing this movie in theaters. This is when um I worked Maybe we maybe we saw it together. I don't know. This is in the years where I was working Possible. as a manager at a movie theater, so I was seeing a lot of movies mm-hmm. at that time for free. Um, we saw all the movies, but this. Um, I'll go ahead and kind of offer my my thoughts up first, if that's okay. Um, Absolutely, it was on it was on your list. I'm dying to know no, your rating. What I liked about this movie. In movies like this, I was just thinking about like, you know, late 90s, 2000s, PG-13 horror. Mm-hmm. 13. Oh, my God. Here we are, right? PG. Spooky. So <laughs> I'm going to rate this PG-1408. <laughs> um, <laughs> any 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 PG-13 horror movie, I'm just going to call PG-1408. Going forward. Yeah. But, you know, I was just thinking about I do I do appreciate a good pg-13 horror movie you know because you know you don't you, you can't rely on the blood and the gore and all of that mm. or the or even the fucks so you can't get like very like realistic reactions to things if people can't can't yell expletives you know mm-hmm. but i was just like you know i just made like a quick list and really it's just a simple google of like 2000s um pg-13 movies and you see things like you know more famous you know good stuff like the ring hmm. lesser extent the grudge uh drag mm-hmm. me to hell insidious cloverfield the others mm-hmm. you know with nicole kidman um uh maybe not that There's remake of ones. the fog white noise exorcism mm-hmm. of emily rose skeleton key gosh they just keep going now there's some bad ones right like you uh. got your 
Uh, at least the first Alien vs. Predator was PG-13. And that was a bad idea. Mm. That was really bad. Um, the second it, one is fun. Is it? I never saw I it. I think it's the first fun. One was so it bad. is, I will say, if you are not a fan of body horror, uh-huh. don't watch it. Because it has some pretty gnarly things in it. And I let Phil watch it thinking it was like the first one. It was not. And at the end, we were both like, that was so much better. Well, because so, I think they had to really like, probably because they had to just make up for how boring everyone thought the first yeah, one was. It, um, it's, it's wild. It's not a good movie, but it is fun. Speaking of not good movies, uh, you know, I was thinking of just, yeah, PG-13 horror movies. Oh, no. um, oh the only one that came to mind uh, on my really bad list was, did you ever see Stay Alive? I think so, but I can't tell you that I remember it, which probably isn't a great sign. Yeah, it's got the dude from, well, it's got Malcolm in the Middle, Frankie Muniz in it, and then mm. it's got a few other people in it, but it's really bad. It's based off like, it's like a, it's like a PS2 game that if you play in real, you you die in the game, you oh, die yeah. in real life kind of situation. Yeah. You know, your, your classic conceit. Um, mm-hmm. So, geez, that very well, I feel like that should have made it onto my list. Just to be for my troll pick. Um, oh gosh, <laughs> for my trolling pick. But yeah, not that one. But I did think you know. But when I was looking at, you know, there was a couple lists of like you know the best PG thirteen or best PG fourteen oh eight horror movies in the two thousands. This movie does generally show up at the top of those lists, and mm-hmm. I tend to agree. I mean, I think it's a pretty good situation. I do like. You know, I like John Cusack just fine. Mm-hmm. I like Samuel L. Jackson great. I think, you know, I couldn't tell you a whole lot of stuff Mary McCormick's in, but, you know, I'm yeah. sure she's, she's fine. I, I don't disagree with you at all, but I will say out of all the movies that you listed, mm-hmm. this one is probably the one that I would hear the least about. Or like, I feel like if you listed those movies to people, they would say, yes, I've seen the others. Yes, I've seen The Ring. Yes, I've seen The Grudge. But 1408, I'm not so sure. That's true. I feel like it kind of, maybe it just kind of like got lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. I, um, given that, you know, ah, the movie's fine. And when I, gosh, okay, so I got to give it, I'm going to give it a boo rating. And I'm also going to give it a shiver scale rating. Um, mm. So I'm going to go with the ahead. shiver scale. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you were going to do it the other way around. I was going to do it the other way around, but it doesn't really. You could just convert it. Really, I mean, it's it's five. It's a five to ten like situation. I was just going to convert it. Oh, I wasn't going to do that. Lazy way of doing it. I was just going to be dumb and say it's. I'm going to give it a. Uh, debating between two and a half and three, on the boo scale. Okay. So I think it's pretty good. So maybe I'll yeah. give it a three. I'll just give it a three. I like it. Yeah. And I'm going to give it a 10, 10 skulls on the shiver scale. <laughs> um, just cause I can, and it. it's going to be the first and only time that I'm going to award skulls on a shiver scale. So let's just give it a full 10. Just go for it. Just go for it. So okay. three, three booze, 10 skulls. I mean, I guess if any movie is going to get 10 skulls on the shiver scale, it should be the one that invented it. I think so. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts? I, I'm i going to give it a two and a half for booze. Mm-hmm. 
I, this, this movie to me is fine. Like, I think it's fine. I think it's interesting to watch when I, you know, rewatching it, I forgot a lot of things and I was like, oh yeah, that's what happens. Like it gets you thinking a lot, which I really like, but I did think it was a little bit, you know, like I, I went to rewatch it today after having watched it last week. And I was like, I think I, I'm going to read the synopsis instead. So I feel like it, it's it's a perfect movie to watch every 15 to 20 years. Like it doesn't need to be revisited often. And I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. I would recommend it to people who are interested in horror, but are too scared to watch gore or don't like to watch, um, you know, anything too graphic because I, I would say it, it's good for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Cause I think it's a well-made movie. I think John Cusack is amazing. I think Samuel Jackson is great. Like everyone in the movie is great. I think it's very well done. It's just, it's fine. I think there's a lot of movies that are that have to do with hauntings and ghosts that will go higher on that, on my, on my booze. So I'm gonna give it a 2.5. And also time, 2.5 is still really good. Yeah. I would say anything, anything, under two booze is bad mm-hmm. right like two booze is still i still consider two booze a good movie like it's fine i would i would too so maybe something that's two booze is like it was fun to watch but i wouldn't watch it again and i wouldn't recommend it to anyone because we have a lot of movies that we've watched that i think were really fun while we were watching them together for the first time but i wouldn't say like oh you like scary movies you should you should watch this that's how it yeah. feels for me that's fair and also you know just like with the shiver scale you know it's all pretty uh arbitrary mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> the curious. shiver scale I, if i was converting it exactly it would be a five because it would be landing right in the middle but just you know just to not go to a perfect 10 i guess a 9.5 on the 9.5 schools Okay, so we have uh, two and a half boo and a nine five on the shiver scale compared to my three boos, solid 10 skulls on the shiver scale. Now, I don't have the facts here today, but I think there's only one movie that I've given more boos than you have. Is it Death Becomes Her? Mm-hmm. I believe that. Um Hmm. Well, that's interesting. See, we're gonna have to. We'll figure it out once we. I'm once starting we get a, a log. I've started a log, so I have to go back to the end of the other one. She she just held up her phone to me with her notes app. It, it has like it's three lines. Very on official. It. It's, yeah. it, it's two movies on there so far yeah. out of so, the yeah. like eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's a work in progress. Um. I didn't have anything to I didn't I did not worry at all that we would have any trouble coming up with things to talk about with this movie. Um, I I had a really good time talking about it, to be honest. I know. I'm really glad that you picked it, actually. I don't think I would have rewatched it on my own. So I'm glad that you picked it. I did wonder why you picked it. Me too. Not even sure myself. Yeah, I, I was like, this couldn't be one of his favorite movies. So maybe I should have been more creative in, in my list with trying to find things that I'm like, I don't even really remember this movie, but I know it was at least interesting. But fun one to talk about. Yeah, hmm. it was it was very fun. Yeah. Very fun. Anything else you want to talk about? 1408 
before we close and close the door and lock it from the inside. It will be locked for a reason. Don't you lock any door from the inside, especially like a hotel room? Like, what do you mean? Like, they make it such a big deal, lock it from the inside? Like, why no, it mean? says it says all doors, all doors are locked for a reason. No, no they, I'm sorry. Some doors, some doors are locked for a reason. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about oh, like in the, the movie, like when they say specifically, they're like, you know, lock it from the inside. Or is that the beginning at the Airbnb or not the Airbnb? Sorry. That was before that existed. Just at the regular bed and breakfast where they were like, you know, make sure you have to lock the door from the inside. And I'm like, well, okay. Like, I mean, why, how do you lock it? Maybe they were trying, I think they were, I think they were trying to freak him out. Like you might get locked in if you don't mm. lock it yourself. Like the ghosts are going to do it for you yeah we'll see yeah i mean the only real other stray thought on 1408 i had was that you had uh not one but two different scenes of someone doing the kind of rolling like the uh you know all the old newspaper clippings and uh, through that machine mm. where it like goes from like one to the other and trying called? to figure out a story i don't know we don't read we don't go to libraries <laughs> Fuck that li- the library. I, know. I know support your local libraries Yes, by the please way. do. I have a library membership. Hell yeah. Best place to research any supernatural ongoings in your area um, is the old newspaper clippings at your local library. So, yeah, gosh. All right. Here we are for 208. Well, I'm glad we watched it. I had a good time. Me too. Yeah. yeah All right, everybody. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, as always. 321 Ghost. Thank you for listening to our episode on 1408. While all listeners of our podcast do get to enjoy free will, we hope that you'll check in by following us on Instagram at 321GhostPod. Please leave us a review to let us know if you've enjoyed your stay. No need to pick up your room phone to get in touch with us. Just simply send us an email to 321ghostpod at gmail.com or send us a direct message on Instagram. As a reminder, you can take advantage of our express checkout system at any time. 321ghost. <laughs>